Hello and welcome to At The Root. So, hello to you, Greg. Hello, everyone. And to you, Stacey. Why, thank you. So, if you don't know, Greg is a psychotherapist and he's also a holistic life coach. He has learned through his practice and through his personal experiences that really, uh, without connection to yourself, real connection with others is near impossible because emotional connection is at the root of healthy living. It is. So if you are interested in connecting um, emotionally or otherwise with Greg, then you can go to (laughs) KuiperCounseling.com. You're also welcome to call in at 425-373-5527. And we're going to talk about what we did last time. Yeah. So we took a little break from Steve and Char. We did, yeah. So that's because we were doing a review. Mm -hmm. So if you are have not been paying attention, a lot of what Greg talks about (laughs) is awareness, by the way, is awareness. (laughs) So shame on you. However, there's no shaming here. Uh, This is why I'm not the professional. And we we circled back to awareness. We talked about it was a review about the four P's, about becoming aware of our reactions and responses to um, triggers. And it was a good review of all of the things that we've been building up upon. Right, right. Those four P's um, uh, are just some useful skills, right? Tools to help us understand and find the awareness around things that we're looking to understand. Mm -hmm. Um, Presence, patience, practice, and positive thinking. And you can certainly... Look at the, uh, uh, or refresh yourself with the podcast uh, that was two weeks ago to yeah. remember those. We brought them up months ago, but it's it was a good time to bring them up again. Well, and, you know, basically it's being aware in that moment and um, that is really hard. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, having patience with others who just don't get it. I don't think that's what that is. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> which is why I have to keep going back to presence um, <laughs> and why I have to keep practicing. Right. And ultimately, that positive thinking that, you know, I, I noticed because your homework has been about this, that in doing these things, I find that it's it's hard to not uh, be mad at myself or like, oh, so close, you know. Right. You know. Right. Well, we want to do this with curiosity, right, with a sense of wonder or exploration rather than beating ourselves up. Oh, I can't do this. I mean, this is an adventure to learn something new. And with that kind of an attitude, the practice and the patience uh, are easier to yes. to uh, do. Yes. Yeah. But I'm, I'm used to beating myself up. It's part of my <laughs> narrative. <laughs> Many of us do. Uh-huh. Yes. So, um, so with that in mind, as you said, people can go back and actually listen to we. This has been an ongoing conversation and what's so nice is that the conversation sort of I like this word undulates Mm, you know it's like we go wide and we talk about you know the general ideas and then we come in and we um, have some specifics and you have um, Steve and Charlotte a couple that have been disconnected off after a lot of life Mm -hmm. and you've been counseling them so yeah we're gonna get we're gonna get back to them today later all right so are we gonna are we going to go on the wide part of the undulation right now? 
I think so. Um, you know, awareness is is the key part here, and you know that's my thing. If if and if we're not aware, most of what we do every day, we talked about this before, is on autopilot, right? We just move along that comfortable place that we built, we crafted for ourselves that allows the mundane and the routine to just function in the background. We get along, we move through it. We all have a natural, um, innate autopilot, right, that's, that's part of our nervous, nervous system. For instance, we don't think about our breathing. That's a, you know, just happens. It's an autopilot. And, and that autopilot organizes and heals and maintains our, the normal conditions of our body day to day. But, and we don't have to get consciously involved with that one right? Unless there's a problem or a malfunction, I guess. But this autopilot I'm talking about uh, uh, that we engineer based on our experiences, conditioning, our environment, who we grew up with, all of that. That's the autopilot that, that, that I'm talking about here. And, and it's the one we put together and implemented ourselves over time. And we put it into place to allow us to function efficiently every day, right, and safely on a day-to-day basis, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And we use it to give ourselves as much room for production, right, efficiency, getting things done, and results. And so we keep the autopilot functioning smoothly so that we can get all these results done and move on to new things, supposedly. The difficulty with this autopilot arises when we when we leave it alone and don't change or adapt or tweak it to what's going on currently in our life. We just let it run in the background, collecting all these illusions we've been talking about that shield us from vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And that vulnerability is the very thing we want to experience in order to, to find emotional connection, right? So then this autopilot breaks and it collapses sometimes. And much of the time we don't go to the source of the problem. Okay, can I interrupt you for a minute? Yeah, you here? sure can. So because I like explaining things and analogies and metaphors yeah, and whatever. That's right. It's reminding me of when you get in a car and you have lots to do and so you're on autopilot and you put on your you know, your seatbelt and you do all these things to keep safety Mm -hmm. in place and whatever and then you drive somewhere and you're so on autopilot that you're sort of like I actually don't remember the ride from home to wherever right Right. you're like I have no idea you just operated safely and so many of us go through that right without even thinking about it until somebody honks or you know we almost go through a light or whatever and it's an abrupt like ooh, okay yeah, it's a great example. I just <laughs> did this yesterday driving with my wife. I cruising along, and then all of a sudden I realized I have no idea where I am. <laughs> did I pass the exit? Is the exit in front of me? Where am I on the freeway? Right. It's an interesting feeling because you just zone out, I guess, right? Yep. But you're on autopilot, and so the awareness leaves. Right. And that's a great example. Okay, Great good. analogy. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, this autopilot, we, we continue to be triggered to react from these illusions that we've built. And, and, of course, the illusions are not real. We've talked about this. And they're not true. So we're, we are reacting from untruth, which to me is fear. 
and we don't even know it because we're on autopilot. So the only way I know how to get out of this is to find awareness of what is happening and then retire these illusions that are not useful anymore. Now, this is easier said than done because the autopilot and the illusions have become deeply embedded into our existence, especially the longer they've been operating behind the scenes, you know, 20, 30 years every day. I mean, that's, that's in there. Mm-hmm. Ideally, if we could all be in the present moment all the time, this wouldn't be an issue. We'd have constant awareness of what is going on emotionally, mentally, physically. But this isn't going to happen for most of us, not in our culture, right? It's just, it's, it's not really possible very much. Mm-hmm. Awareness and presence have, have been kind of relegated to the back row of the bus, right? And overthinking and automatic functioning are way up front, especially the overthinking part. So we can find a happy medium that allows us to function with much less anxiety and emotional hurt. And, and the neat thing about this is that once we get the basics of this awareness, the awareness keeps growing and growing, and it becomes the new autopilot. If we just practice and give it time, all of a sudden we've got a new autopilot that's functional, and uh, we are able to operate emotionally more stably with ourselves. Stably? <laughs> more stable. Okay. Well, I, I was tracking. You know, with ourselves and with people that we're in relationships with. Mm-hmm. We're much more stable emotionally. And um, that's, that's what we want to shoot for. It takes practice. And patience and positive thinking. <laughs> exactly. And the four presence, P's. Right? The four P's. Exactly. <laughs> so awareness shows us choices. So when we have awareness, we can see choices. Some of us don't like to look at these choices, but without the awareness and looking at the choices, we are, we are making a choice right there, right? Kind of continuing to live exactly the way we are. Let's just, that's the choice we're making on autopilot. So with awareness, we can look at those choices that we are already making each day that are keeping things the way they are. And then we are faced with another choice. Keep things status quo or make a change for the better. It's our choice. Many times, making that change isn't easy. We can feel hopeless and without direction, right? And, and, but as long as we recognize we're making a choice, there is a hope that eventually we're going to do what we can to find the help and the guidance to discover what we need to do to make it different. You know, lose these illusions and find a new path. We don't have to do this alone. That's why people like me are out there and, and counselors and therapists and helpers. Uh, the, um, guidance to help find this awareness. What I like about this conversation about choices is I think about, you know, the small things. So our youngest is about to head off to college, for instance. So right. we're going to be the empty nesters, which mm. means that we'll probably be fully in therapy with you. Um <laughs> However, not if I make these choices where, you know, thinking about my love language and and my husband's love language. And so making the choice that sitting down next to him when he's watching sports, if I can read a book and focus or I can sit and look on my phone, I could do it sitting next to him 
I don't have to do it in another room. So making that conscious choice and, you know, those little things. I like that idea that, right. like, these are these are small little choices that you can make every day. Right. And they come with that awareness, right? Just mm-hmm. a little bit of awareness, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so this isn't a momentous, um, you know, process it's 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 built on these little moments like that mm-hmm. right i can just sit here next to him right and it means so yeah. much to him right and maybe we'll have a little banter in there or whatever but we're certainly not going to if i'm in the other room right and he's watching in here and um yeah that's perfect i'm doing so well yeah <laughs> <laughs> well you know we talk a lot about awareness i know we do but it's the name of the game for me Right, finding emotional connection through awareness, and we're talking about awareness of our feelings, our triggers, our reactions, our behaviors, that autopilot functioning, and of course, uh, awareness of our illusions. The coping skills and defense mechanisms you developed for yourself to exist emotionally, mentally, or physically in tough situations somewhere in the past. That's what these illusions are. Coping skills and defense mechanisms that we develop for ourselves to exist emotionally, mentally, or physically physically, in tough situations. Anger, defensiveness, criticism, withdrawal feelings, drugs and alcohol, hurting ourselves, whatever it is, these coping skills were extremely useful back then when we needed them, right? Probably even saved our life. These are our thick skins. Right? Yep. Yeah. But now, they are still being used by us subconsciously on autopilot whenever we're triggered by something or someone's behavior or response to their own illusion takes you back instantly through the memories and emotional content stored with those memories, remember that. So it's difficult to be in a relationship with anyone, including yourself, when you're operating subconsciously from these illusions. Awareness 101, right, starts with skills and tools like the four Ps that we've been talking about two weeks ago. Being present in the moment and being patient with yourself as you learn something new Practicing every day with a sense of curiosity and wonder. There you go. And a good place to start with this awareness is noticing your feelings. Remember, feelings are different from emotions, at least the way I describe it. Feelings are neutral. They are things that happen to us. Sensations we experience in the body somewhere, basically. Emotions are how we interpret those feelings or those sensations. So we want to become aware of these sensations and where we feel them in the body. That's, that's a starter point, right? Okay, my head, like, just exploded. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, because I feel like um, we use feelings and emotions so interchangeably mm-hmm. that we forget that feeling is really a physical manifestation and that then emotion is how we react. Like, I don't know why that... Right. That was like my Oprah aha moment. Well, emotions are how we interpret 
interpret. Okay. Those sensations physically in our body. We have this sensation, and then our brain, if we let the, the, the sensation get that far, yep. right, we assess it. The, the prefrontal cortex assesses it, decides what it is, and we can name it. Oh, this is anxiety, this is sadness, this yep. is despair, this is happiness, whatever. Um, uh, but, that, but, but that's an important starter point for trying to figure out awareness, especially if you have no idea awareness of feelings. Noticing them, we can put them into awareness and sitting with them for a moment, right? Our brain will assess and interpret this as an emotion. And without the awareness and interpretations, it's easy for these feelings to take over. And we spend the next hours or days or weeks in anxiety or fear or despair, sadness. By actually bringing the feeling into awareness and naming it as an emotion, we then decide what to do with it. We have a choice to make then because we brought it into our consciousness. What are we going to do with this? We have a choice. Our response is in truth or it's in fear. That's how humans respond, at least my opinion. We either respond in truth or we respond in fear. And if we choose fear and to ride with this emotion, these feelings, it takes over and it's in control of us. If we, if we choose a truthful response, we recognize it for what it is, understand that every human feels these emotions every day, accept it, and choose to be in control and move through the feeling. Tara Brock, a wonderful person, uh, a mindfulness teacher calls this metabolizing the feeling. Recognizing and naming it, processing and absorbing it as part of us, but not letting it control us. That's interesting. Yeah. So that's what I recommend we all do as we learn more about emotional connection. Do your best to become aware of these feelings in your body as they happen this next week. Do that as you go through the week. See if you can notice a feeling and go, ooh, what's this? What's going on here? Bring them into awareness. Allow yourself to sit and feel them for a bit. Bring your brain into it at that moment and name it. Oh, this is sadness. This is weird. Boy, that's anxiety. Do some processing and accept the feeling. We all have these feelings. Just accept it. And feel, and when it feels like you've got it handled, move on. Most of the time, this takes just a few seconds. Eventually, it becomes automatic. Or, yeah. An example. Your boss, out of the blue, tells you that you're going to have to chip in during his presentation and present some data, and his presentation's in an hour. You immediately respond with that anxious fear feeling we get in our chest, right? <gasps> oh, yeah. Here. <laughs> so... So you'd want to notice and acknowledge this feeling, right, if, you, if, we, if we try to do this with awareness. Let yourself feel it for a minute and bring the brain into it by naming it. Oh, boy, this is fear spiking right here. Wow, right in my chest. Accept it for what it is. It's fear. We all feel that from time to time. It's okay. It's a natural reaction we all get at times. And then process it the best you can, right? It's going to... This isn't going to be that big a deal. I've got all the data, and it's only going to take a couple minutes of sharing it. So 
So thanks for this fair response, but I've got this, right? And that's kind of the, the, the steps, if you will, of, of noticing these feelings in our body and naming them and moving through them, metabolizing them. Or, you know, the other option here is you could let this feeling in your chest escalate. Don't name it. Don't bring the brain into it. Just ride this intense wave of panic and let it take over. <laughs> Not being able to think straight, fumbling through your part of the presentation, right? Regretting it later, beating yourself up. I mean, all that can happen if that we let... sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all of this can happen and will happen if we uh, aren't aware of that feeling in our body and we just ride that wave. We all do this all the time. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we're all like... It's so much more something to talk about than the good stuff, you know? Yeah, this takes practice, and I encourage everybody to just start trying it out during your daily activities. You know, notice feelings in your body as they happen, and go through this process. Just, just have fun with it. So this is where I left off with Char and Steve after we had our session together discussing the four Ps and how to use them discovering awareness. So let's check back in with them. I started off with Steve. So Steve... Tell me about what this week was like for you bringing feelings into awareness. Well, it's not easy for me. I can tell you that. I've never done anything like this. Most of the time when I'd find any awareness with a feeling, it would be after the fact, looking back at something that happened. Can you give me an example, Steve? He continued, well, I caught someone who works under me in a lie. I find out about it. From someone else, and I reacted, and I got all worked up inside, storming off to find the guy to give him a piece of my mind. How did that go, I asked. He replied, not well. I said some things I probably shouldn't have, but later I thought about it and tried to do what you said. I remembered where I felt it. Like, it was under my skin everywhere and hot in my face. But I wasn't aware of that at the time. So what would you have liked to have done in that instance if you would have been aware of these sensations at the time, I asked. Well, I hope I would have paused and named the anger, like you told us, and done some breathing through it as I accepted it for what it was, a response. Probably even a reaction from one of my illusions. And then knowing that, let it be and move on to a more civil response to his behavior. Well, I couldn't have said that better myself, Steve. He jumped in, yeah, but I didn't do it. Didn't even think about it. I said, but you noticed it even after the fact. That is a huge start. Pat yourself on the back. When we're learning this awareness, many times it will come to light after the fact. And then as you notice it more and more, you will be aware of it as it's happening and ultimately before it happens. That's where we want to end up as much as we can. Char jumped in. Steve, I noticed you do something a few days ago. I saw you check yourself in mid-sentence after I asked you to look at the cable bill. You stopped and paused and then said you would do it. Steve said, oh, I forgot about that. I caught myself reacting and noticed the frustration I felt. I asked him, where did you feel it? Oh, I don't know. You would have to ask me that. He paused. In my face, 
I felt the blood rushing in my face. Think about it, Steve. You caught yourself in the moment this time. I guess I did, he replied. Shar commented, you know what, Steve? I've noticed that I'm less edgy some of the time. I don't seem to have as much anticipation that you are going to react. It's not gone, but it seems to be less. I asked her, what does that do for you, Char? I think it allows me to notice my own feelings. Maybe I can put them into awareness and work with them without being scared of that reaction. I was pleased. Well, you two, things are happening here. Keep up the good work and what feels right. Talk to each other about your developing awareness, these things that are happening. Just share them with each other because that will help you learn more and learn faster. So there we are. Wow. Yeah, you know, they got somewhere that week. That's huge. It is huge. Just that awareness, you know. Well, and that goes to the, you know, me kidding about the four Ps and being aware and that the kind of thing with with my husband and my relationships and that I have that that moment and I'm like, and, you know, sometimes it's too late. The ship has sailed. But other times it's, you know, I'm suddenly like, nope, I have a better response or a better action that I can take or whatever it is. We're not going to catch it all the time. You know, odds are, right? I mean, you'd have to be pretty perfect for that to happen. And uh, not many of us are that way. Well, perfect is the enemy of good. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, that's, I don't think that that's the ideal anyway. No, Um, it's not. Fascinating. I'm rooting for Steve and Charlotte, I have to tell you. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes next week with them. But uh, I just encourage them to keep working on this. Keep, Keep trying to notice more and more these feelings as they come in the body and and work with that part um, it's especially helpful when you like Steve you don't know emotions very well we'll talk about that next week love it uh, in the meantime remember you can review past episodes by checking out at the root the podcast you can find that on Greg's website which is kypercounseling.com where you can also contact him with questions or to learn more about what he does. Greg? Yeah, and you can find that podcast on any um, of your popular uh, podcast platforms, too. Everyone, stay away out there. See you next week.